Western Contours podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. Whether you're chasing bugles over the next ridge, sitting a stand out east, this is about passion, pursuing our dreams of field, our lifestyle, the betterment of self and community, the enlightenment that comes from those moments spent in God's creation. Through these conversations, I hope you find insight, inspiration, education, and motivation to push beyond your limits. so much like him and then my co-workers down in New Mexico they're like is Taylor here like who's over there I was like no like that's not I'm like maybe a relative in the industry you know no have you met him or anything oh I know Taylor okay yeah, but I don't think I, I look like Taylor there's but. like with glasses on there's in the hat like yeah. there's you can't really tell so I'm like so close but yeah so far right right yeah no that you're the third person that's told me no way yep. okay well it makes me not feel crazy then if yeah. it's not just me <laughs> but i've never been told that till this, this weekend interesting that's very interesting huh. all right we're hot so i got that little bit of oh. our buddy here looking do you <laughs> so the one at work they had to have your lips like right here. No, you're good. Okay. It's it's a little bit low, but as long as you stay, as long as you stay uh, about the same distance, we'll be okay. I was checking your levels when you were talking, so. So right here, still okay. Yeah, I could always adjust your levels too. Post, um, so I'm sitting in the Kafaru booth with Amanda, and uh, we're gonna shoot the shit <laughs> about uh, about packs, but how we load our packs how systemic the entire system is, understanding that before we put a load in it, right? So we're, we're at uh, Western Hunt Fest and we're kind of eyeballing the pack out challenge and some of the, uh, we'll call it critical issues with the packs. Um, I think we kind of saw, I don't want to say everything under the sun in terms of packs. I mean, Kafaru is probably the preferred brand um, with most of the folks here. It appeared to be, uh, but and we're we're not talking we're not talking mess. But I would think that with Kafaru being the preferred band, as much education as Kafaru and Aaron put out about everything that we would see, that systemic system working perfectly. <laughs> I'm running down the course yesterday. We're looking at a pack, and the hip belt's not even attached to the freaking frame and i'm like what in the actual hell he's like just below his chest and still trying to pack out and i'm like what the hell's going on so anyway give us a a, a short intro and then we'll get rolling on uh not talking shit but just trying to help people out <laughs> yeah and that's a kind of the point of us being here not only because a lot of these kind of people love our packs and products, but because it's helpful for us to be able to kind of sit here and eyeball it. And that's something next year that we're going to probably dive into a little bit more in depth with the venue, trying to get something set up for that. But the, uh, the Harvest guys, they've got this all set up with their sandbags and whatnot. And then just being able to, to watch how people are not only loading it, but then putting it on what they're using. And from a, a company standpoint where we are very, you know, well-trained in what you're supposed to know about the product and how, how to fit and all of that information, it seems like just from an observation that there's a, a gap in 
the knowledge between what we know and what the consumer knows. And as much content as we put out on our end, if people don't know our product and our page and everything, how does that information get out? And that's right. where events like this are really the top tier place to to educate people softly on just the proper techniques. Mm -hmm. So where where did you see or where do you see the biggest hole in that game? I From what we saw the, yesterday. Preparation, probably. I think a lot of people, specifically at this event, um, didn't know that they wanted to try the pack out challenge and then they wanted to and maybe weren't prepared. Um, I, I think that's a big one. I think just lack of ever really having to use their pack in a situation where you are packing simulated mm -hmm. meat. Um, the I think the biggest issue in my mind is the timed challenge portion of it and just the, the sloppiness per se right of putting putting everything on too fast missing things they're not adjusting low lifter shoulder straps waist belt they're not putting it on in order um stuff's not strapped down weight sagging down on their butt just things that are not going to make it a comfortable experience for them right and that's brutal right so they're on a, a one mile loop i think I think the fastest time was in the 15 minute realm, um, you know, and then I think that stretched out to close to 30 minutes for the one mile. Um, that is even in a mile, it's brutal, right? If your load, like you're saying, there was a couple loads that were like mid ass crack um, and sitting from the right shoulder to the left hip, right? That is a miserable, miserable carry. Um, not having that load squared up or, you know, straps disconnected. Um, is just, it's, it's surprising, and, and I'll let you give them credit for the time. I'm not going to be so generous there. <laughs> because you should know, in my head, you should know your equipment before you hit the field with it, right? And this is a great learning experience, and that was one of the reasons that, you know, Ephraim and Jeff wanted to do something like this was, hey, this is the gauge to where you're at in the season. So the hope is, with that little bit of education, they would walk over to you and say, hey, what, you know, why did this feel this way? Why did, you know, how do I do this? How do I do that? But I was, I was shocked that people didn't know how to properly secure that system. And yes, the rush is there. Nonetheless, right? What does it take to go through your pack at home and say, okay, this is this, this is this, try it on and cinch it down. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of people, though, they go through hunting season, they get back, they toss their pack in the closet, they right. don't pull it out again until they need it. Yeah, so that's true. that issue, and it's like, a lot of people don't realize, if, you're, if your body's changing every year, yes. you know. Pack fit's going to change. Your fit is going to change, yeah. whether it's your waist size, your shoulder size, like, it is all going to be a little bit different, and you just got to retweak it. And the, uh, the really interesting thing to me is just finding, like, the efficiency and what you're doing and how that correlates to your pack fit. So like the top three guys yesterday that finished off, all three are using Kafari packs that they know how to use very well. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, but the, I don't know his name, but one of the other uh, team members that I think they were the top team yesterday, he didn't have one of our packs. He had some other pack and it was something on it was broken. He knew it was broken, but he knew how to use his pack to the best of its abilities with it being broken. Right. And still was able to place with the highest 
you know, time mm-hmm. in that team. That's, you know what? And I didn't realize that. I'm glad you were paying attention. That says a whole lot. Oh, absolutely. That yeah. they were top tier, right? I mean, that says a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. And I mean, in the field, too, it's like you you're given very few opportunities to succeed and when you do succeed you're relying on your body which needs to be in good condition and your pack which also needs to be in good condition to get the meat out of the Mm -hmm. field so if your body's broken you're not making it very far you're relying on your pack which if it's also broken yes how is that gonna go (laughs) you got two strikes against you right there right throwing the other elements on the mountain yep if you if you are working out and trying to like be as healthy as possible, you know, to go into the field to take care of your body, why would you not be doing the same with your gear? Absolutely. So just taking care of your stuff. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about the entire system, right, and how systemic that is? And like I said, one of the things, I believe that was Justin, right? And Justin's in good condition, um, but he put his pack on. And these guys are carrying that because of the challenge, they're carrying probably double the weight that they would attempt in the field, right? I think we have two quarters, so I think we're about 120, 130 pounds for those two quarters they're loading it. But as and I was actually standing with you, and he as he's going down, we're looking at it, and it's like, what's going on, you know? And you're like, yeah, his his suspension or his belt, his hip belt is not connected to his frame. Yeah, and it so, like yeah, and I can't tell you how many times we see that. And I wish we could help people more ahead of time. Right. And um, that, yeah, that is, I don't understand why they don't see that or why they can't feel that. Maybe it's just the rush of the, the moment, but it's like. Um, well, he, when I went down there, sorry, I, we said, I said, screw this, right? You ran over, I ran over. I go, I'm going down to help him. There, there's we're no not, way he's wearing it around his chest. Yes. Know, like, it's like, and then I go down there and he goes, I was wondering why it felt funny. And I'm like, bro, it's on your chest. you know i was what i was like wow so we got it you know and it was rough but we got it hooked up and he was like oh thank god i could make it i mean he literally said i could make it which i'm very surprised he didn't come to the booth afterwards because and i didn't know i don't know how you fixed it but uh the problem that was going on with him he needed to drop the entire thing take the weight off take the pack off and attach the belt to the bottom of the frame and put everything back on which would have absolutely canned his time yes and you didn't do that yes i did that you did that i did that so what i did is i had him i had him relieve the load lifters relieve his suspension i bent him over unbuckled him forced the hip belt down from his numbers (laughs) down to where it goes at the at the base of the frame and I grabbed his load or grabbed his belt strap and, and tied him into the frame, cinched him down, and then we just started. The the pain in the ass was I had to hold the weight while we did this. Right. So I'm trying to one hand feed the webbing um, through it, but we got it to where. But I noticed that there was other issues and it wasn't just his hip belt. Right? There was buckles that were off of the frame, even from his shoulder suspension that he wasn't wearing. But being it was time, being that he was already in jeopardy, and I was like, dude, this is going to cost you three or four minutes. Do you want to just go and How does it feel? Or? He goes, it feels way better. I can do it, right? So it's like, all right, go ahead. But it's like, hey, when you get back, you need to figure that out, you know? And no one came over to talk to me. That's, that's crazy. Like, and that, not necessarily that it affects any of this at all, but being like a girl in the industry, that's where it's kind of weird because people don't want to be corrected by a girl. 
or well i don't know that it's correction by a woman i'm not going to say girl um more so of embarrassment or a little bit of foolish pride we are men right ego is a son of a bitch especially when you're swole and you're trying to show that you can carry 120 pounds a mile in 15 minutes right so i wouldn't say that it's not wanting to be corrected right but it's hard for us to say hey i'm fubar and i don't know right because we should know our equipment so going back to how systemic it is if you can walk us through you know how that how the load transfer goes into our hips through the belt suspension or through the hip suspension or the hip belt and into the shoulder suspension yeah and there's a science behind it that i don't completely understand but someone at some time said these are the things we need to do to get a good fit with a heavy load so that belt needs to sit on the top of your hip bones and that's your hips are carrying most of that weight right your shoulder straps are kind of there for stability. You should not be feeling it real heavy on your shoulders weighing you down. And then the load lifters are what's pulling that weight forward and transferring the, the weight to the suspension essentially. And that whole system together is what gets you, you know, a pack and frame that's gonna get you some heavy weight out of the woods. But using, using some sort of system without a suspension system I would not recommend probably ever for an event like this. So that just made me think about that, right, in terms of the, the physics behind it, right? So top of your hips or iliac crest. And I actually carry a, just a little bit lower than that. But I saw I saw suspension down, right? I mean, like well below where that belt should be sitting. I don't understand how folks do it because then that's going to take that lumbar pad and shift that lumbar pad way down on your butt, which would drive me crazy. And then the load lifters, there's a couple where the load lifters are slacked. So now I'm not able to pull it in, pull it up, and then transfer that weight through the frame down to that hip suspension. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that that would, uh, that would kill me. And I, I honestly, I don't totally understand how they get to that point, but having worked in the customer service area for a while, the amount of people we see that are like that is, it's phenomenal. It's amazing. <laughs> and it's like we, we love helping people, but being able to like ask them for photos and you know right. talk with us and let's walk you through it, and like having everything in the right spot is. I mean, the first cinching that belt down as soon as you put that pack on, that's the most important move you're gonna make the entire time. If you get that in the wrong spot, you got it down around your butt, Eesh. and that's a the thing that a lot of people misunderstand is they put their uh, pack belt where their waist belt goes mm-hmm. on their pants, and that's like or uh, their hand belt, I guess. Right. But uh, that's normally much too low. So you've got some of the, uh, like the saggy diaper looking pants guys uh-huh. that put their pack on. <laughs> and it's like, I understand you like to wear your pants there, but you can't wear your pack there. So walk us through that fit, right? When we yeah. when we put that pack on with the weight, every we're gonna, before we get there, we're gonna make sure our load is secure, make sure our load is square in that frame, nice and tight. So it's not bouncing, shifting around to the best of our ability. Um, so then what does that look like when that pack hits the shoulders? What's the first step? Yeah, so, I mean, before you put anything on, obviously we tell people, like, you loosen your low lifters, you loosen your shoulder straps, and that's another critical thing that we see, like, uh, wearing your pack too low and having your low lifters reef down, and then you put it on, and then they're already reefed down. Like, right. it's not, so, it's, you can't help yourself anymore with the suspension. It's already all the way. It's maxed. So... 
that's uh, something you gotta do. You gotta loosen it. Loosen your little lifters, loosen your shoulder straps. You put the waist belt on, get it at your iliac crest, and then tighten that first. Tighten your shoulder straps back towards your back pocket. You do not want them like super tight pinching your armpits or anything. Like we had one gentleman come over yesterday and he lifted up his shirt and showed me his armpits were all rubbed raw and I was like, I watched him when he went out though and I was like, yeah, your little lifters were maxed out. It was, I mean, it was as tight as it could go. So I'm like, that would be why I just loosen those next time. And it's amazing how just a little tweak like that can help you. Right. So yeah, you, you do your shoulder straps next and then your load lifters, you just tighten those and you're ready to rock, but it's, it's a super simple process that you just, it's something like tying your shoes. You just, you need to get in your brain. Right. And do it every single one, time. One, two, three. One, two, yep. three. So then what about the, the chest strap coming across? That, explain how that works. So I saw a lot just dangling yesterday too. Uh, I don't, I mean, honestly, to me, it's kind of a personal preference piece. Um, I don't use it a ton on mine unless I'm trying to pull my straps together mm -hmm. and... Uh, I see some people, they've got it, they don't realize that on our packs, at least on, on a lot of packs, it's adjustable. Right. So you can move it up and down. Up and down. So they've got it up around their neck and it's choking them and so they yeah. just don't use it. I'm like, if you push it down a little bit and then buckle it and tighten it, it's going to pull that shoulder strap out of your armpit. How much play is in, that's probably, that's probably the most play I've seen in a chest strap because that's got to be in the eight, nine inch realm, right? In adjustability. Oh, I think it's longer, yeah. But... Because yeah. you do that. That's another. That's another thing where you know most folks are leaving it in that. You know, call it two inches low on that webbing, and then when they load up, errors in load, errors in putting the pack on, and then that thing is just choking them out. And then you see a lot of them getting pulled back. Yeah. That was huge yesterday. I think we had. Well, that guy wasn't. That pack wasn't really suited, but he uh, he put that load on, and. Uh, he went straight back on his butt. Oh yeah, there was a couple guys that fell down. Yeah, right, and it's like, okay, something's going on here, guys. Um, yeah. And then what? What's? How how would you suggest that folks don? I have a way that I do it, and it and it stems from scuba diving. Okay. Right, so that's you know my method is pack is packs loaded, it's squared up, it's standing on you know its bottom. I approach from the rear slide my hands through and then I just lift up and over right and and that's not going to be possible for everybody but you should be tempering what you're carrying in your weight right you should know your limit and whether that's it because of physicality or terrain whatever but that's how I load it and I can do about 120 130 pounds no problem picking it up like that right a good drop of the butt swinging it over dropping it down and as I'm dropping down I'm bending over holding my straps my low lifters are loose my straps are loose and then I go right into my hip belt mm -hmm. right and then and then that it's taking care of itself and I'm watching guys with 120 130 pounds on and they're jerking and rolling and jerking and rolling this and they're already tight like you said they're already tied on their on their suspension the low lifters they're not even using. And then I'm like, I, I told uh, the Hunt High Harvest guys yesterday, I'm like, dude, somebody's gonna get injured at some point trying to muster that turnaround with that amount of weight. Like there's no way you're not gonna injure yourself or screw up steel um, or screw up your pack, you know, by doing that. Because I mean, as good as the packs are, something at some point is gonna, is gonna go. So how would you suggest people, Don, what have you seen to be most effective, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, so I, I, I've seen what doesn't work, <laughs> probably more than what does work. Um, and that's 
people don't reach out if they're not having a problem. So we right. pretty much just see the problems. Um, I, I want to say the one that personally most of the guys at our shop have done is the roll method. Mm -hmm. But they, and I've seen this in videos, they're like, if you don't nail it on the first try, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. you got to figure something out. Like you, you either absolutely nail it or you're just rolling around on the ground. So... The, uh, it's, it's comical to watch. It you know? is. Bless it's your funny. hearts. Like, you know, <laughs> best luck to you. But the, the, the one way I will say not to do it, uh, is the swing method where they, they will try to like get it up on their knee, get one shoulder strap and then swing it around. And I'm sorry, but there is other than like a welded metal buckle, right? there is nothing that's going to hold 130 pounds swinging, swinging more than a couple times from just busting off. Right. And we saw that happen. And so it's just, you know, being mindful of what you're doing to your product as well, because if that happens in the field, you're screwed. Right. So that method don't do. Um, the over the head method, I have seen guys do that, but very few, because I think very few can actually do it. Or if they do, they're just they're doing it and not videotaping right. it and posting it or anything. I haven't seen anyone do it this whole time the, at all really yeah i haven't last year when we were here and i did the pack out challenge i did it and then a couple people looked at me like what the hell is that and then i saw a couple people after try it and i was like that's it right and they're mm -hmm. like holy crap you know huh. and then the, the swing method i mean if we translate what we're seeing into the field right if you're going to swing that around if you blow your pack out and most times when guys are swinging that they don't have control of that load Right, so you right. want to talk about them toppling over? I mean, they're going down yeah. violently, yeah. right? And it's, I, yes, I'm laughing. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say I'm not, right? And I mean, it is. It's like I'm glad you're not hurt, but that was freaking great. Thank you. I should have had my camera out. <laughs> <laughs> That's like you better be buddies in that half and sort of deal, you know? Like, oh, you're gonna catch it. <laughs> you are gonna catch it. Yeah. The, uh, I want to say the most, the, the fastest load I saw yesterday. I think it was Lee guy. Mm -hmm. He like he just picked the whole thing up and carried it over to somewhere where he could get it up higher yes. and then just shouldered it. And it's right. like, that's, to me, that's the easiest way to do it. If you can physically pick up that pack mm -hmm. and get it somewhere on a rock, on a stump, and then put it on, money. Other than that, uh, a couple people that I saw fall down, that I, the one thing I noticed was that they had the load facing downhill when they stood up. And I'm like, just, yes. just, just turn around, buddy. Like, that, I think, and... I don't know, maybe it was you, someone, someone was trying to load their pack and they're sitting on the ground facing, with their pack facing downhill mm -hmm. and they're uphill trying and then to they, stand up and they're right. like, just spin it, around. Yeah, it's like both legs out, trying to pull one leg in and get up like that, good luck. Yeah. Especially with a hundred, you know. Right. I don't know that I saw anybody just carry a single bag out, right? And I think that's part of it. Because um, there's, there's a... There's a temperance we should have in terms of what we can do physically. Yes, this is a challenge, blah, 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 blah. But that temperance and that expectation, you're going to be faster if you just run a 60 or 80 pound bag loaded correctly, not putting yourself or the equipment at risk as you're loading it, and then just go blaze the course. If you got to do an extra lap, guess what? It's a lot faster than being 120 pounds, shit loaded wrong. Right. You know what I mean? It's just Absolutely. like, God dang it. And I, maybe I look at, like maybe I look at the approach differently in terms of the competition, but it's like run the marathon, don't run the sprint. And if you're going to try and run the sprint, at least run the sprint with the right freaking shoes on. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. moon boots on a sprint don't work. And that's kind of how it looked like. Wow, guys. Trying to carry all your groceries in. Oh, I'm the champion. I'm the champion. <laughs> I am that guy. Okay, but, so you're that guy, but you've got a couple of the bags with like boxes in them that the corners have ripped through and they're right. broken. And it's yeah. like, are, are you going to carry those all in the same way? No, but I assess it, right? So, right? so translating it to this is I assess that situation. And it's like, damn, they tore a bag. So I can't, you ever seen that meme? And it's basically talking, talking mess about us guys that do that. And, uh, and the guy's wife is like, you know, I'm assuming wife, right? She's like, uh, I'll help you. And he's like, I got it. And he, and he's standing there and he has all these bags. And then he has a, a bag clenched between his butt cheeks. <laughs> I'm like, that is so accurate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're going to carry it, but yeah, you assess that. Right. And it's the same thing here is let me, let me assess where I'm at, what I'm doing, what it looks like, what it feels like, my ability, right? And then let me go for it. I, I think they'll do a lot better. And yeah, it may slow the times down a little bit, but part of it, and you said it, part of it is education, right? And sometimes we can't rely on, you know, Kafaru to educate us. It needs to be self-education, right? And understanding our gear. Yeah, and there's so much content out there on, I mean, YouTube especially, it's going to be that mm -hmm. main platform. And it's not just with our products. Like, there, it's, I mean, external frame packs or just frame packs in general are going to be kind of universal in the sense that you you want to have that fit the same yes. way. Like the belt, the shoulder shafts, the, the little lifters. And between us and every other pack company out there, we can all not in agreement and saying, yep, that's pretty important. Yeah. Like, we can all be on the same page for something at least. So... That's a, uh, it's something that I think yeah, needs to be right probably made like a light shown a little brighter mm -hmm. on this topic after being at this event. And I think this event is awesome for people to figure this stuff out. And right. we talked about that a little bit before we started this was we'd rather see people here trying to do this for their first time than in the field. But at the end of that, you have to realize the error of your way, we'll say, and walk over and get that correction. Absolutely. Right? I mean, you have to be willing to do that. And I think we'll, we'll be way more efficient if we're willing to do it. Because every time I saw something, I'm like, hey, why is this? Why is that? What, you know, what does that do on this, on this suspension? And I mean, it's like, kind of like a vehicle. Like a lot of times you don't open the hood unless it's got a problem. Right. You know, so it's like, you're never really checking out what it looks like in there. Mm -hmm. And this is your pack is something that you probably should just be familiar with everything. Yeah. And the number one tip I can give anyone is to take, carry a repair kit with them for stuff. Cause that way, if you have a problem, you can take care of it in the field and you're not, you know, SOL calling a buddy. Right. Trying to get meat out. That's spoiling as you speak. That see, and that's the rough part when you watch that, right? Because yeah. there's a realization of this is your training ground. And what is that going to look yeah. like? You know, when you get that elk down, I mean, it doesn't even have to be an elk, right? I mean, it can be a mule deer, it can be an antelope. I know on mule deer, I don't want to pack more than one load on a mule deer, right? So I'm loading the hell out of that pack to make sure it's one trip. And if I'm not loaded correctly, like, it's going to brutalize me, you know? It, uh, it's rough. I mean, I, there were, I won't say names, but I was running a pack, and I never had any substantial weight, and I was hunting an area, um... And I looked at that and I'm like, I'm not going back up and down. This is a single load. Like this is happening. And it, and the problems with the pack were exposed underweight. 
right, under that much weight. Yeah. And uh, I never ran that pack again. Like, I couldn't, that suspension, never again. Yeah. Never again. would never know unless you have that much weight on. Because right. Because with, you know, a moderate amount of weight, that's kind of what it's probably designed for. Right. And it would do okay. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, the capability of your product as well is huge. Yeah. Yeah. What's a moderate amount of weight when we talk these packs? What are they? What are they tested around? Is there is there numbers on that, or how does that look, or do you know? Um, I want to say, so no, not exactly. Um, obviously, like our kind of go-to answer for that is it's going to carry more weight than you're ever going to carry. Right. But the like the happy weight for most people is like 80 pounds. Mm-hmm. I would say. Before, I mean, at 80 pounds, like, it's probably going to be terrible regardless. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, they're expecting the product to, like, fix all their problems and to be completely painless. And it's like, you still have to have, that's where your physical toughness and yes. your mental toughness needs to come in. Yeah. And if you call us complaining about how heavy the weight was, then why were you carrying it in the first place? Right, right. So there's a, a very fine line there. Um, the product itself is, like, hundreds of pounds. We've used it with hundreds of pounds and that's with it being effectively and properly loaded to not have failure safely too safely, right yeah. i mean that's it and like with a buddy if you need someone to help you pick up the weight and like figure it out yep yeah, I think that's a big thing, right? Is tempering is tempering what we are capable of, and we can push that limit, right? I don't want us to tell folks not to push the limit. I like pushing my limits and finding out I was wrong. Right. <laughs> But yeah, I think uh, I think temper in that is is a big deal. Yeah, and the the weight limit is just such an interesting question for like the weight limit versus like what it's tested at. Like we right. test these with hundreds of pounds. The weight limit that people call and they'll ask that because they're they're comparing pack to pack to pack, trying to make their purchase because it's an investment. Mm-hmm. Totally understand that. And they're looking at, you know, this brand rates it at 150 pounds and this brand weight, you know, rates it at 175. And it's like, is, is that 25 pound difference really going to make? Well, are you going to carry anything in that realm? Exactly. Right. I mean, that's where we, I mean, don't get me wrong. We have customers that 100% are carrying, I mean, this pack out challenge is proving that. Right. Yeah. Our customers are a little bit built different. Yeah. But, um, the, the mass majority of just general customers are probably not going to be maxing out that weight. Right. And um, I don't think that should necessarily define which pack you end up going with. Um, obviously, like, if you need something that's going to be kind of limitless, like, and really heavy duty, mm-hmm. that's where these products shine. So it it's all just, I mean, personal preference, and we love being able to help guide people to, to what they need. But, like... This event in particular is just such an eye-opener. Oh, yeah. The lack of context for what people need to know. Yeah. And hopefully we can bridge that gap. I think you guys can. What uh, We kind of glassed over it. Can you talk about how systemic that system is? You know, when we talk about load secure, right? I mean, if you have a couple buckles that that aren't there or they're in the wrong position, how that transfers into everything we've talked about right because i don't think most people realize that that it is a systemic system i don't know that we view as a consumer that we really view the packs and things like that um can you talk about how all that affects it yeah and that's something that uh it's it's kind of a touchy topic almost with some people and and some brands and stuff and so we 
we um, don't necessarily want to call out any certain flaws or anything like that, but the, the packing and the way you pack and how everything ends up coming together, like the capabilities of your pack and just the options for strapping things down. And if you're using a meat shelf, if you're loading directly in the pack, and that's, I mean, I walked a couple people through that yesterday as far as like, are you going to put those sandbags directly in the pack or are you going to put it on the meat shelf? Because we're going to hook us up completely different right. if you're doing one or the other. And if you don't know how to do, you know, access the meat shelf, then, and I, I will admit my, when I first started working here, um, I had a 22 mag, went and killed a mule deer, was trying to figure out how to use the meat shelf in the dark. I got the deer out and then took the pack to work because I was like, I did something wrong. And I mean, I had stuff hooked up wrong all over, over the place. It, right. And I mean, I still made it work, still got it out. And I, I think that's that's our customers. You know, that is most of our customers. I worked there and I didn't know how to do right. it. I watched all the videos ahead of time. And it's like, unless you are physically running your hands through it, doing it multiple times bingo like, you need to do that right so the the you know systemic issues with the, the way people pack stuff also just like the the weight distribution is huge and we see a lot of people who just toss the weight in the pack or however and it just they let it fall to the bottom and it is going to ride on their butt the entire time it's going to be on their tailbone if they're not putting their pack high enough and they're gonna have some lumbar pressure. And so we'll walk people through like, well, you called for lumbar pressure. How did you load your pack? Right. Send us a picture. So this guy yesterday that I helped out, we what we did to assist with that and something that having a modular versatile option on your pack to be able to do that is like the bottom straps, we reaped all the way down, got tightened. So her sandbags couldn't drop and lower. Right. That was as far as they were gonna go. So it gave her you know, that extra four inches on the bottom to lift it up onto her back a little bit more, center it, get the center point of gravity, and kind of help out with just the load distribution and security in general. And that's, that's something that's huge, too. It's like where the straps are at, where the buckles are at, where everything connects, that's that R&D. It's not like, oh, just put it here, yeah. right? It's like I'm sure that you guys have – you know, through engineering, I've sat down and figured out where the best distribution is for all that and how that equates to a comfortable, a comfortable carry. Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't know, it's an interesting thing for me. I geek out probably a little more than, than most folks, um, just cause I have an addiction with the stuff and, and wanting to understand it and see how, it, you know, where it performs its best. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't, you know, I just don't want to get into the field and then have, those issues in the field right. especially hunting solo right i can't risk myself i can't risk my family and i can't risk the animal that i uh, that i put down so i don't know if it's that or you know i just i'm just a little bit ocd when it comes to that stuff but i definitely want to sit down and just kind of get the word out like hey you guys pay attention to your effing gear not not even just your packs right your your freaking boots the socks you're wearing in Absolutely. those boots the soles that you're putting the insoles that you're putting in those boots everything is going to matter and then when you take everything that we purchase and most of it at high dollar and you put that together like that is the system right like there's not an individual piece when it's all on the person right it's it's all one system so you could have the best pack 
some really good freaking boots and then go to Walmart and get a pack of Hanes and then like, oh, it sucked because my feet are blistered like crazy. Like it's all systemic. Absolutely. Like, and you got to know that ish before you get out into the field with it. So. Yep. And the one, one note that I'll have about that is uh, the gear and being OCD about everything that you're doing. Super important. But I will say, don't get to the point where you're like, about freezing yourself out of actually going and doing it oh hell because no. you're you know overthinking everything too yeah. much to a point and we have customers like this and i love you all but just go out and do it and figure yeah. it out like yeah. get out of your house get out of your garage there it some is in it. like actually just stop watching youtube videos right and go do it yes. and see how it works out so and same thing with you know boots shirts gear like all of all, all of, of it. the above yeah go test run it and just figure it out before you are actually in the field yeah because i mean a lot of that too right is is people look to the influence right and i get it mm -hmm. but the the individual it's going to change from person to person to person to person and there's no way that it's a one you know a one system fit an end all be all because whomever has said you know this is how i do it and it's all the individual it's like you gotta like you said get out of the freaking garage and uh, get out of the freaking garage doing it prior to season i don't care if it's a week or two before season you gotta you gotta go through it you know you gotta Absolutely. go through it so but no i appreciate the time yeah. been cool chatting with you i'm sure yeah, we'll you. we'll get to see some more today and scratch our heads and then as i think as i see it today hearing that folks didn't walk over i mean just being part of the event i think i'm gonna stand there and watch and if i see it i'm gonna say hey run over and talk to amanda this is what i saw and then we'll see where they go from there but i think it'd be a big deal that educational piece and making sure that all these folks go out into the field and leave the field safe and successful is a huge thing for me um, I, I think you know if we all take part in that i think uh yeah, I think it's sky's the limit on it. So appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.